Hi, Roger. Yeah, hold on, Ephraim. Uh, hold on. Tax the rich, feed the poor, tell there are no rich no more. Mr. Alvin Lee, 10 years after, for getting started again here on our two-hour daily get-together at the Radio Ranch and uh, on the platform of the Eurofolk Radio Network. Glad to be here following Andy Hitchcock and his illustrious guests like today, Peter Hammond. Always enjoy those Thursday shows with Peter. He just seems like quite a heck of a guy. I'd love to meet him, you know, really. Uh, Sit down and talk with him because he just seems so uh, well-versed and knowledgeable and pleasant and one of those guys you just like to have a little conversation with I noticed this morning that he uh, he and I have a mutual had a mutual friend in uh, Benton Parton uh, he was talking about this morning and his little experience in DC with the whole hoax museum kind of interesting uh, today's date stamp is the 127 22 January the 27th edition and uh, let's see what did I miss anything I think I pretty well got everything this morning um, the day after the this week's two appearances over with Tom D on RBN had some good questions last night. Some really good uh, uh, interaction with some of those good folks that listen to Republic, and maybe some of them are here with us today. Uh, so if you are welcome, and uh, we're glad that you're here and you took an interest in uh, our message and what we do. Um, who uh, was that, Efren, that was saying, "Hey, Roger," just before we went on? I was trying to get started. It was Robert, sorry. Oh, hey, Robert. You and Efren kind of sound a little bit alike. How you doing, Robert? I'm doing well, thank you very much. How are you? Not too bad this morning. I mean, uh, could be better. I had one. I was gonna, Usually I eat some eggs, you know, before we go on just to get something in my stomach. And uh, uh, I, I was going to throw some eggs, and one of them was a little hard getting out of the shell, and I plopped the other ones in there and looked down. This one was rotten, so I had to throw them all away. And uh, that was the last eggs I had, so I guess I'll go through the show on an empty stomach this morning, but that's okay. I could use the weight loss. Uh, I've been, uh, you know, under the weather a bit here for the last... A couple of weeks, really, not too bad, more so lately, but uh, we, I, we think it's Omicron, and a number of us have got it down here, and uh, it, that stuff is really hard to shake. Uh, it's uh, it, the the after effects linger with you, and you have a, a a real lack of strength, and you get tired real real easy. And uh, so I'm feeling not too bad. I'll be glad when that's behind me. Uh, but uh, everything's pretty good. I guess I'm far better than most people, Robert. How about yourself? Uh, actually, I'm doing really well. Um, I actually had, I think, the about of it early on last year so um so you got antibodies yes exactly exactly mm-hmm. so cool i'm not fighting it off unfortunately cool. like you robert how old, you're a younger guy obviously <laughs> how old are you well I, I look younger obviously because of my background but honestly i'm actually 49 okay well you still you sound much younger than that congratulations <laughs> thank uh thank you Okay, and you know it's the reason I ask is it's unusual to get much younger people. You know, like I guess you'd be would you be considered a millennial or a Generation X or I I, I kind of all those blur to me. Uh, 
but uh, I've had people comment on uh, to me uh, that our market for this message is you know what they'd call the uh, the younger generation today the 20s and their 20s and i don't know that they've got the wherewithal to understand this or be cognizant enough to be uh get it in perspective but they're the ones that really have uh, a very hard life ahead of them you know uh folks like myself and many of us that are longer in the tooth here we were what do you call it just damn lucky and great and, and blessed to live through what will be looked back on as the ha- a heyday of our culture and society, I think. You know, the chosen the, remnant. Yeah, the 50s, 60s, 70s, those uh, 80s, those uh, that time period. And um, the younger folks today will never see the things that we were able to experience back then. So uh, anyway, just kind of interesting observations. Uh, what? A, go ahead. I am, a, I am a Gen X person. Okay. And yeah, um, I think also just just a little color around that um, comment. I think the millennials are so fresh out of the programming that it's almost difficult, too difficult right now for them to de- get deprogrammed de- so quickly. Right. So, yeah, I've been out of the system. I've been away from, I've had, a, I'm a little long in the tooth too as well. So that's why um, I can, I can now relate to what's going on. Well, you know, there's a great old quote from Shakespeare, not Shakespeare, uh, Churchill. And he said, uh, you probably heard it. When you're 25, if you're not a liberal, you don't have a heart. Have you ever heard that? Yes. Okay. And and for those who haven't, and when you're 40, if you don't, if you're not a conservative, you don't have a brain. And uh, it just comes with age. You've got to have a little experience under your belt and uh, to right. realize the, uh, a perspective. You don't have a perspective if you don't have that, I think. It's, I think it's perspicacious, right? It's the life's experience that kind of gives you the insight to life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're glad you found us through through John and John's efforts out there. And I guess you guys have got a lot of stuff starting to really percolate, I'm told. Yeah. So my question to you, because um, I, I attended a, a meeting last night with another fellow sort of national doing a different route altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, he helped us. He was walking us through sort of filling out the Social Security application. And in doing so... Um, he was very specific about how filling out the application, you know what I mean? Like he wasn't, he was almost prescriptive about like, like address, for example. I, you know, I was kind of told, you know, early on for my passport application to just fill it out as best as you can. And, and but he was saying that in the, in the social security application, he was like, you know, you don't want to um, put your mailing address. You might want to put, you know, care of. And instead of using black ink, use blue ink. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So, so I was curious to know what your thoughts around because I filled out the passport application sort of as a perfunctory exercise, meaning I I typed it up and then I, I I filled out all the information that they needed and then I wrote my affidavit and that was it and I submitted. Good. But I but. <laughs> There was a lot of, you know, it felt like there was a lot of chicanery that I had to go through well, to, to fill out that application. For why, you know, with the Social Security, he's approaching it like there's some kind of jurisdictional nexus in there. Yes, it, precisely. Well, the, well, there isn't. There's well, not a jurisdictional nexus anywhere associated with a Social Security number. And I can show you that and talk to you about it and explain it to you. But that's so my, just... My, my, my greater concern was: my greater concern was, is it okay to fill out the application as is, and not do the care of and yes, 
and leave out the social security number and you know instead of saying you know there was this bit of like and then putting in the first in the first name say low versus my last name versus you know because in in the national i guess the way we should be is our family name first and then um our our first and the middle name there's a there's a legal phrase that describes what you're talking about it's all form and no substance Great. Okay. Okay. Now, uh, I'm going to tell you my personal experience because I've seen this social security number, uh, you know, is the, all this, the whole time I've been in this, and it's more of this patriot miss and disinformation. I don't think it's necessarily all intentionally bad. Uh, some of it may be, you know, that's floating around out there. Who, who knows what disinformation agents are spreading crap. Okay, but I think generally, because you've uh, been exposed to to our approach to this, and you've seen how detailed and planned out this whole thing is, and how diabolically clever uh, uh, the opposite of the words and all the different associations to opposite definitions and all that stuff, the nexus of this system is when you're born, okay, and assigned that political status at birth. Everything flows from that. Later on, you don't even... I think my father applied for my Social Security number when I was 16 because he wanted me to work. And we were living on Elmendorf Air Force Base and up there in Anchorage. And uh, he had gotten me a job at the officer's club in the what's called the clipper room. you know what a clipper room is? No, I don't. That's where you wash dishes. Okay, And so they had a big uh, Sunday buffet, and uh, me and uh, my neighbor buddy would go down there, and we'd you know have food fights and all kinds of stuff, <laughs> and we'd wash all those dishes on Sunday. And they, because it was an Air Force base, they wanted you to have a Social Security number, and and my dad went down and got it for me. He said, "Here's your number," you know, and uh, so uh, I didn't do it. All right, um, and I think what happens with our people is that this is. Nobody's ever figured this out until I did, okay? Really? And so for all these years, our guys are looking at anything that's out there and trying to connect dots to come up with what makes gives them this power over me. And so, oh, everybody's got to have a Social Security number. That's got to be it. It's the mark of the beast, okay? Well, it isn't, all right? Because anybody in the world can sign up and contract with Social Security. You don't have to be an American citizen. It doesn't make you an American citizen if you do that. I'll give you a perfect personal example. Some friends of mine in Argentina. And uh, if you uh, contract with them and give them a little bit out of whatever your paycheck is, they'll steal 90% of it. And when you're eligible, they'll dribble a little bit back to you. Uh, and as, hmm. as the case with my friends in Argentina. Uh, when I first got down there, I, I was, uh, because you don't speak the language and it's a totally different culture. Argentina is a very hard Spanish landing because it's real Spanish. In fact, they don't even call the language Spanish. They call it Castellano, which is Castellan, that area of Spain that's always trying to secede. You see the big demonstrations and stuff? You remember what I'm talking about? Well, it's like the yes, very. I, I do. I do know that there's like um, 
a lot of political protest that goes on. Right. Yeah, their their flags, you know, are over those this is Spain. Over there in Spain their flags are I forget oh, what they're yeah, no, yes, 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 yep, yes, yes. Yep. yep. Okay, well it's that that region there that and their pure Spanish language and they call it yes. Castellano. They don't even call it Spanish. Okay. Yes, yes. And yes. Uh, uh it's different from uh the other Spanish speakers around the continent. And not dramatically, but there's a lot of different words. They understand each other, you know. But you can tell that somebody's from down there, especially if they're from Buenos Aires. Because Buenos Aires people are called Porteños, which means port city. Because Buenos Aires is a huge port city, okay. And they are like New Yorkers. You know how New Yorkers talk just really uniquely and different, right? The same thing with Buenos Aires people, Porteños. And the difference is in the double L. And in the double L in Spanish is pronounced ya, like Y-A. And the people in Buenos Aires pronounce it sha with a S-H-A. And it's really, really noticeable to Spanish speakers the minute they open their mouth, you know. Hmm, interesting. And, I didn't know that. Yep. Yeah, and, and, and a lot of them, Argentinians have a real attitude, and they're... They're really pretty much looked down on and disliked by the other people in the continent down here, uh, because they go, "Ah, we're we're more European than you are." <laughs> I mean, they really have an attitude, okay, and uh, and, and because they are more European. In fact, I think Argentina is probably more European than Europe will ever be again, in all honesty. And uh, so... Uh, I, I do agree with you on that account. I do notice that when I was in Argentina, they have more nationalistic ties to... Yeah, oh, you spent some time down there? You spent some time I there? In, I have been in Italy, and I've actually been in Spain and Barcelona. And okay. So I know the history of both of your adventures talking about. This. Okay. Yeah, it's cool. It's a very, I enjoyed my time in Argentina, and it was very interesting because they are very European. And uh, when you go down there, you I didn't speak... T- Ten words in Spanish, you know, and uh, but yet I could f- totally function in the culture and the society because I looked like them, you know. And in fact, some of the guys that uh, go, "You look just like us," you know. Oh, thanks. <laughs> and here in Ecuador, I could speak fluent Spanish, and I'll never look like them, okay, uh, because of these Indian, their Indian uh, origin, and, and is predominantly their looks. But um, my friends were down there. When I first got down there, uh, the, this taxi driver that all the Americans knew, his name was Nick, and his wife's name is Lydia. And they're Ukrainian. Very sweet, sweet people. Okay, And Nick would just bend, go, bend over backwards to help you. I lived in a fairly small town up in, uh, you were over there in Argentina. You know where Mendoza province is? Over by the Andes, Mendoza City is where all the wine country is, and uh, uh, a lot, of, a lot of beef, not as much, but certainly wine and fruit. It's a huge area. Their biggest competitor in the world is your state, California, okay? Because a lot of the same crops are grown, and uh, so uh, Nick would bend over backwards to help you, and um, we got to be great friends. Uh, Nick and his family lived in New Jersey for 11 years. In fact, he had his two children up there. They were both because uh, because of birthright citizenship. They're in New Jersey. They're citizens of the United States. Uh, and when they were uh, not too old, he wanted to raise them in Argentina. And so they'd spent 11 years there. He'd contributed to the system, and he'd had a green card and all that stuff. He was a machinist. And uh, they decided to come back to Argentina and drove. Well, get this, Robert. They drove all the way from New Jersey all the way down south of Bariloche 
uh, on the Pan Am Highway in a truck with them and their two young kids and a 91-year-old woman who was Argentinian that wanted to go home to die. You know, the Pan Am Highway, and this man must have been back in the 70s or something, you know. Uh, so uh, it must have been quite a trek. All right. And anyway, they ended up in San Rafael, the town I was in. And um, so when I was getting ready, uh, right before I left, a year or so, he turned 62, and everybody in Argentina wants U.S. dollars. Okay. And he qualified for Social Security when he was up there as, as a green card holder. Now, he had to jump through a bunch of hoops and go to the embassy and 600 miles each way and go down there a couple of times with stacks of paper and this, that, and the other. And finally, uh, uh, before I left, he had gotten his uh, he'd gotten his everything okay through Social Security, and they received their Social Security check, and they're Argentine citizens. Okay. They've been down there for 20, 25 years or more. So, and EPA doesn't come down there. OSHA doesn't come after them. IRS doesn't come after them. None of the administrative state, which is where the deep state is, is what we're talking about. Do these guys have the, have the authority to make these man-made laws and enforce them on me? Okay. I mean, there, there's your question right there. Okay. What gives them the authority to promulgate these man-made laws called regulations and send out their goons and enforce them on me? Where is that nexus? Well, it ain't the Social Security number. Okay. If it was, these guys would be going all over the world because there's all kinds of people that aren't citizens of the United States and residents that are collecting Social Security. All right. And so a lot of this stuff is just patriot mythology. And I'm glad uh, that you guys are going out and checking out some of these other people. Because now that you understand this and how it works and where all this is really structured and comes from, and you can go to these other guys like that and say, you know, use blue ink instead of black ink, put care of, don't put your name, this, that, and the other way. I mean, it's just a bunch of gobbledygook. Okay, I'm not saying the guy's doing it intentionally. That's probably what somebody taught him. He thinks it's right. He's trying to teach others, but he doesn't know what he's doing. I can tell you that. Part of the part of the reason with the uh, the post office stuff, and of course we got Jeff, our uh, former postal employee, here with us. Um, one of the things there was a, a big movement years ago that said you shouldn't have a mailbox. Have you heard that? No. Okay. Well, they say you shouldn't have a mailbox because when you got a mailbox on your property, even though you went and bought it, it's actually the post office's property. Okay. Did you know that? No. Technically, it's the post office's property. Okay. And uh, that's why if anybody's messing around in your mailbox or whatever, they, you know, stealing mail, well, they, they can call the postal inspectors on them. And they say the postal inspectors, Jeff, did you ever have any dealings with the postal inspectors? No, I just knew that maybe they were up behind them little tiny windows. Well, they, they're supposed to be a bunch of bad actors, man. Uh, the, these guys are, are bad asses, okay? Uh, and uh, I heard somebody talking the other day about postal inspectors or some new regulation or something they're doing with them. I always heard that they could be real bad mamma jammas, okay? Uh, and it's for postal fraud and that kind of thing. But uh, the idea was that since the post office it, it owns the mailbox that you bought and installed, that that jurisdiction permeates the rest of your land. Well, that's just horse shit. Okay, sorry. That's right. 
Uh, but again, people looking for ways to, to for this to make sense so they can try and escape it and get out of it, and they grasp at these straws and try and connect these dots that you, they may seem like they connect on the surface, but they just don't connect. Admiralty law is another one. you know. And I think what happened is if you look in the Constitution, it says that we're supposed to have admiralty law. And so people are oh, that's what it must be. It's admiralty law. Well, when the country was founded, our only threat was from the sea. Okay? And they had to have a navy to have a defense against that potential threat. And if you're going to have a navy, you've got to have admiralty law. Okay? Uh, and so people connect those dots, and man, once they've got them connected, and it appears like they make sense and give them an answer, by God, it's gospel from then on, and getting it out of their minds is really difficult. It's really one of my big frustrations in doing this is people that have been exposed to a lot of this stuff, and you can't get it out of their minds. I don't care what you do, okay? And it's just like Mark Twain said, it ain't what I know that's killing me, it's what I know that ain't so. Okay, and uh, so I, I would I would severely discount that. And um, uh, the uh, John told me that a bunch of you guys are going out and you know like going to see David Strait and all this other thing. If you want to do that, that's fine, uh, because at least you've been exposed to this first and you got an idea of what's right. But all this stuff these guys are preaching and teaching out there, even whatever their intentions are, it's just a lot of mis and disinformation. I'm, I hate to say that, but it is. Mm, that's really, that's really great to hear you say that because yes, David Strait's holding a three-day um, workshop. I think February twenty-fifth to the twenty-seventh, and I'm glad I, I actually attended this first. Again, your 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 teaching and have some context before listening to other people layer in their their pieces. Like last night, talking through the security the security application, his 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 ingress to that the nexus that you were speaking of. I think he was he was saying that that also is a way to get in, and you just write an affidavit as well with the application and declaring yourself as national. Oh, are you talking but about I, with Social Security? Exactly. That well, was his next. But yeah, well, you want to do that, but that doesn't cut the nexus because you haven't filed it with the Secretary of State. And here's what this guy's missing. Here's what everybody's missing. We're talking about the feudal system. Yes. Okay. In the feudal system, you didn't just tell the serf next door, hey, when the Lord comes around, tell him I volunteered out. Okay? Right. You, you had to go, because this was a contract, even though it might have been a multi-generational contract and you didn't enter in it, you had to go exit it with the person or the personage that the contract was made with originally. Yeah, you don't. You know, if you're going to break a contract with some bank, you don't go to the insurance company and say, "Hey, tell the bank this contract's null and void." You got to go back to the person you made the contract with, and we right. are talking about contracts here, okay? And so that's what everybody again. What everybody in our community is missing is this is the feudal system. And as Glenn Ambort, my wonderful friend and teacher, said so accurately so long ago, if you don't know this is the feudal system, you'll never do anything but shadow box with it because you don't know the system of law you're fighting. Hey, Roger. Yes. Hey, it's Don. Hey, um, Don. For Robert, hey, so I found that um, the key to all of this, like you can, Roger can tell you how to fill out the affidavit and, and um, 
and and who to send it to and everything like that. But until you know the history of how we got to where we are, it doesn't make sense. And so that's why people are doing their, you know, doing things with their birth certificate or their social security card or something like that, because you don't know, you're like kind of covering your bases and trying to get completely out of the system. And so you're hitting it all. But if you know how, if you go through history and you research where we got tricked and how we got tricked and how it went from like 1776 up until now, then you have a greater understanding of what you need to do to get out and how to explain it to somebody else. Cause that's what I'm doing. I'm doing a complete kind of historical breakdown of how we got from point A to point Z. And it, it makes a lot more sense um, to what Roger is saying and to his approach um, that way, if you, if you do kind of the historical background. Um, well, I'm excited. I'm excited to hopefully we're meeting possibly Saturday at three o'clock, right? Yes. Okay. So I'm excited to talk to you, Don, and meet you. So yes, um, I'm right there with you. I think the history has a lot to do with it. Um, Roger, really quickly, because um, I have to drop off for a conference call. My understanding then, basically, uh, the way I filled it out is, is pro- appropriate, and um, with the affidavit, because um, I didn't go, I didn't do the, you know, the blue ink and the, and the, uh, you know, Kara, right. and all those kind of stuff. Right. Good. Good really, for you. Good for you. Hey, Roger. Uh, hold on a second, Gary. Robert's got to go, so let's get his stuff out of the way. For the dress up. Okay. Well, go ahead. Robert, this is Gary up in Montana. I've been doing this stuff for 20-some years. And if you start following rabbit holes, you'll find there's no end to them. There's no supporting court case, supporting regulation, or anything on the blue ink stuff or the post office or just none of it's there on the maritime admiralty thing. They can't ever point to any finalization where with what we're bringing across to you, you can point court cases, regulations, uh, st- policy statements. And so those are just rabbit holes, like Roger said, that people are grasping at. Believe me, I used to grasp at them. We all have. We were all looking for answers, you know. Everybody's always yep. been doing it since I've been in this for 30 years. And once again, it's not that I'm so special. My special aspect here was the good Lord had me cross paths with John Benson and Glenn Ambort in the six months they were teaching. That's the specialty I've got. And would it well, hadn't, a, hadn't been for that, I'd be lost just like everybody else following David Strait or whoever. Well, it's the same with all of us on this call, Roger. For some reason, God's brought the truth to us. Just that simple. I, I keep telling you, you just don't know how lucky you are, you know, all of us here, that, that this message resonates with, that you're receptive to it. I'm going to get into that in a little while. I had another example of people that aren't last night, okay? And uh, uh, just thank your lucky stars. 
Be, be grateful to your God that he gave you, that you got the truth-seeking gene. For they have not a love of the truth. I will send them strong delusion. They'll believe a lie. And there's a whole bunch of people that have bit the lie, hung, uh, hook, line, and sinker out there. So I appreciate all of this feedback. Thank you so much, Roger. Um, I'll continue to uh, report back to you. Okay. Uh, now, on your Social yeah. Security application, let me just say this. The, yeah. I, I would suggest... I, I don't know how much it's effective now, but remember about six or eight months ago, they were saying, well, if you hadn't been vaccinated, we may uh, withhold your Social Security payment. Remember that? Yeah. Okay. Well, they can only do that for citizens of the United States and residents. So uh, I think at that point, if you're going to send them a copy of your affidavit, that may be valid, even though I think that was an empty threat. Okay. Uh, boy, if they did that, there would be all hell broke loose in the in the country quite frankly. Um, I'm going to hold off from doing the uh, social security uh, they did that, there would be all hell broke loose. Hello? Hello, could you please turn the radio off in the background there as to whoever? Oh, Roger, yes, yes, I will. Right now, right now, beg your pardon. <laughs> okay, thank you. Okay, Robert, now you got to go. I want to I want to deal with you right now and make sure we get your uh, questions addressed here. Yes, thank you so much. Oh, I really appreciate that, Roger. And have a great day, okay? Okay, thank we'll you. look for you next time, man. We're glad to okay. have you on board, okay? Okay, have a great day and good All right. Home, okay? Igualmente. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Igualmente. <laughs> okay, now who was trying to say something right there? Buenas, Senor Salas. Uh, me llamo uh, Jay from oh. uh, Colorado Spring. Mucho gusto, Jeff. No, Jujamo oh. is Jeff, not Jay. <laughs> I know. Okay, so that was my rap name, and, and I keep getting kicked off kicked off a website that it used to be. I'd call in as Rattlebone on RBN. Okay, so my name is Jeff, man. So, um, so Mister Sales, I am so impressed to have found you on this number. Um, it's taken me since last night. I talked to you on RBN. Oh, I remember very Thank well. We exchanged all... we exchanged emails last night. Yes, we've exchanged everything but secretions, and I'm so thrilled to speak with you, sir. <laughs> Man, we're not going to uh, do that. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the medical guy. I beg your pardon. You know, I see I see naked women. I see naked women all day long, and I say, you know, just put your gown on and go to bed. Honey. Um, I I beg I beg your pardon. I was telling my Filipina fiance last night about you. She she knows how excited I get, but I go down these rabbit holes. Uh, I guess as as I end up, I'm I, I'm with you. I, I'm I'm gonna order the book. I have it pulled up on my laptop. The first time I called this five one two number, it was busy. So I'm. It's been a while taking me to get in touch with you on your show. Okay. So I'm gonna get the podcast. I'm gonna get the podcast on my iPad, et cetera, et cetera. Uh-huh. So her question to her question to me, she made a mistake a long time ago. She's a she was born in the Philippines, married a guy, came over here, and then I guess with her citizenship process, they said, "Well, do you want dual citizenship?" And so, I don't know why, and she doesn't know why. She says, "No, I'll do it later." So she's a U.S. citizen. No, 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 that's okay. In in, in, in the, in that old terminology, sir, yes. That's okay. You know, All um, U.S. citizens are U.S. nationals. Yes. So when I go through with the affidavit and all of this, these paperwork, when I, when I identify myself, it will be as I'm, I'm a national of Colorado? No, you're a national, period. 
you would be a state citizen That's of Colorado, correct. but but less, you know. See, this is yeah. you don't you, you don't want to bring that in there because nowhere in their nomenclature is it referred to as a state citizen. Yeah. If you try and proffer that, you're not going to get uh, very far because it's right. not identified in their nomenclature. They're trying to hide that, and they hid it by taking the opposite of state citizen is a national citizen. When the country was first founded, Jeff, All right. for the first from 1776 until mm-hmm. the Civil War, there was only one status, and that was a citizen of a state. And it was only if you were a citizen of a state okay. that you were a citizen of the nation or a national citizen. Or, let's put it another way, if you're a citizen of a state, you're a citizen of the United States of America, the nation. Okay. It was after the Civil War, and we've got a new federal citizenship. Because before that, Mm -hmm. people that were born and raised in Mm -hmm. D.C. and the territories couldn't be citizens of the nation because they weren't citizens of a state. And that's the only way you could be a national citizen. Okay? So, the but they have come and isolated this, and they've done all of this work for 100 years to hide it behind that one label right there, national. And so this is the key to the matrix, is now that we know what they've done, and now that we know the definitions that are imputed into these key words, now we have the key to the matrix. But we got to go back and use those words. Mm. Okay? So, and our people are stiff-necked people. I'm a state citizen. I'm a state national. I'm a... And they want to change it. Hell, you're a national. That's what they have gone to all this length to buttonhole that into why our people so refuse to use it. Uh, man, I, I don't know. You know, God said we're a stiff-necked people, and man, he's right. Okay? <laughs> Thank you for that. And her concern was, can she do what I'm about to do also with, yep. with paperwork? Yep. She's naturalized. She came over. She married. She hold on, hold on, Jeff. She married an American. She's Filipino, right? Moved went moved to the U.S. I'm sure decades ago. Went through the naturalization process. So she's a citizen of the United States, which means she's got dual status. All U.S. citizens are also U.S. nationals. The only exception. The only exception are non-citizen nationals who are exclusively American Samoans. Yeah, I read that last night. Yeah. Okay. Now, they and did th- that. These words, I'm, I, I'm sorry. When, the, the, they did that so they could hide the national behind the American Samoans. Right. Okay. Now, American Samoans are non-citizen nationals because they have to naturalize to be both statuses. They're only one. Oh, okay. Okay. That's why they call them non-citizen, because they're not birthright citizens until they naturalize. And it makes the American Samoans very upset, because they say, look, we're born, we're Americans, we're born in the system. Why can't we have all the goodies that all these other people get without being naturalized? Why can we immigrate to the United States and we can work in civil service, but we can only go up to a certain position? We can join the military, but we can't be officers. We can do all this stuff, we're Americans. 
Americans, but we got these restrictions, right. and we think we're being discriminated against. Now, they've had two cases that in, in, in the last 10, 15 years of American Samoans trying to rectify this. One of them was just recently out of Salt Lake City. Okay, The other one, the previous one, went all the way to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court wouldn't hear it. Why wouldn't the Supreme Court hear it? Because if they heard it and they ruled in their favor, it would expose the whole scam and overturn the whole system. That's very unique how you presented this situation. And com- what comes to mind is American Samoa is still a territory, yes? Yes, un- the only unincorporated territory in the entire federal system. Unincorporated is the key word. Which yes, it is, is. Another one of these words. Yes, it is. That are in, interlaced. You know, it's like leapfrog for me. And I'm it, when you're explaining this, sir, I'm immediately thinking of Puerto Ricanos. Yeah. So what? That's the same thing. With, no. They're not mentioned as the American Samoans are. No, no. The what only happened to them. What they, happened to the Puerto Ricanos? They're, they're, they qualify as federal citizens. The, the, the American Samoans don't, see? Right. Oh. What was the shift? Why was the Samoans particularly mentioned? Well, because they intentionally held the mountain, didn't unincorporate, and left with their culture because it, they have God-given rights. They actually own their land. They have uh, whoever owns the land sits in the legislature and makes laws for everybody else. They have all the God-given rights that an original state citizen did. Ah. Puerto Ricans so, don't have that. No, Guamians don't have that. None of the other territorial yeah, folks have it. Yeah, I had a girlfriend that was born in Guam, yes, and I thought of that, too. So do poli- politics then keep people from maintain? Well, that's a dumb question, Jeff. The Samoans were able to maintain their sovereignty, so to speak, but the Guamanians and the Puerto Ricanos were not unable to do so. Exactly, and it's only because oh our the what people a... that run our country are so benevolent and they care so much about cultures and societies that they wanted to leave them separate and leave them with their culture. And if you believe that, you better go soak your head in a pickle barrel. They did that to set this up so they could hide this status behind them. Wow. Okay. That, this is what you're seeing. What you're seeing right here is you're seeing your un, your enemy undressed to the bone, and they got no defense. Because nobody's ever understood how they did this. And you, when you understand how they did this, you read into it their mental processes, and you see how damned ugly they are. Okay. Yeah. How, yes, how how malevolent? Yes, how 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 malicious? How premeditated? Yes. All of that stuff. Okay. I can say psychopathy. I yeah, can say yeah. psychopath. Yeah, there you this, go. Well, that's exactly who they are. Yeah. Disgusting, disgusting demons. Does your book? Elucubrate all what you have just told no, me. On no, it, because I didn't know this when the book was written. All right. Well, I'm gonna get your book anyway. Man. Well, now listen, everybody. If you're if you're interested in this, the book is a masterpiece. All right, and it's got all kinds of very very valuable foundations on it. Nastasha is Nastasha with us this morning? Maybe not. A very bright new girl from L.A. out there, Nastasha. Oh, there you are. Okay, you you've read it. You've read it how many times now? And how many days? 
Well, I'm on my third reading. And so it's, um, and I'm somebody that goes to primary sources. And so there's so many things within Roger's book that brings in primary sources that I've read in the past. But, you know, okay. the way that it's all tied together, it's, it's foundational. His his book is foundational. Yes, it is. And, and you I, can learn the rest thank, of the thank stuff. You for that clarity. Yeah, mm-hmm. Nastasha's from L.A. I think Jeff was in. You, you lived in L.A., didn't you? I was born in Riverside, but went to Northern California for 45 years, San Jose. Okay. And he's a medical nurse. You were what, a, a, a cardiac nurse or something? Cardiac. Yeah. Cardiac, yeah, all over, all, all over the heart and the body. And, yes. So, and Nastasha's got a little bit of medical uh, background and history, too, and, and obviously very intellectual gal, very sharp, and, and, and it's just, uh, I've had people that read that book ten times in the first two weeks, Jeff, and said, mm-hmm. I got something different out of it every time. Okay. You, you, it is, it's incredibly valuable information in there. Yeah. Jeff, I don't know if you've done this. Well, after Go we ahead. speak. No, yield. I yield. <laughs> no, man. No, please, please. I was please. just going to say, what? you know, and I do this with my philosophical texts after I've gone through them, you know, a few times from front to back. I'll start pulling apart. I'll start pulling it apart from back mm-hmm. to front or taking out sections. Okay. And it just okay. further opens it up. It's, it's a fun way to read it that way as well, especially, you know, intellectualizing it. Uh, Jeff, I, I had I had two emails. The first two weeks the book was out. One of them was this guy that I just referenced, Jim Prentice. He's a former homicide detective in Naples, Florida. The other was from a couple up Minnesota or Wisconsin, and they said, your book's a masterpiece. We want you to know it's on our family bookshelf next to the Bible. Okay? So oh, that, right that's, oh, the way, that's the way people have responded to me about it. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm ordering the book after we speak, and my last question is: in case you have more uh, callers coming in, I, this is my first time with your with your podcast scenario and this radio show, quote unquote, and and to get to call in, I, I'm nervous on the phone. That's as okay. Always, as I told That's you okay. yesterday in R- yeah. RBN. Well, yeah, and okay. Donations. You sent me an email, and on the bottom of it said uh, a person could help you with donations and i went and clicked on that and it says nothing exists well it it says that account doesn't exist or something like no, that now it that? must be Where something I'll, I'll 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 communicate through through email with you jeff and show you that's a right. gifts and right, go sir. and that's fine and they're a very good platform they do take some percentages and credit cards take percentages and there's a way if you want to contribute right. directly that we could knock that out of the way but either way is fine and i really appreciate that and anyone else that wants to support me and my work and because i've never asked for money uh, in all these years of this you know yeah. uh that's what I wanted to tell the the audience and you, sir. I've never heard you ask for a dollar. Is it possible I might send you international money orders? No, I just like I, I, no, no. People no. that take a little bit. Of- I'm going to tell you how to do it, bank right. to bank. Okay, so we'll do we'll do that on the side. All right. Okay. All right. Great. Blessings to you. Uh, thank, thank you, you, Jeff. Thank uh, you to the to the. To the madam that that entered in and, and told me about how to read the book as well too, and thank you for the entire show. It's my first time 
you know, blessings to everybody. Okay, well, I'm we're, very excited. we're here Thank five so days a week. We're happy to have you and all the other new folks that are coming from yes. the RB and appearances. And uh, the reason we're here is for all folks right. like you, okay? Uh, and the reason for that, I, Jeff, I is but what uh, uh, what my teacher would John would tell us he was they spent a lot of this research was done in Denver by the way and uh, he would get up there on the stage uh-huh, and he would say the only way I can protect my liberty is to help you protect yours now once you get this affidavit filed that that monkey's going to be on your back and that's why it's so much of a necessity for us to spread this because it strengthens our own ranks and the more people that are involved the stronger we all are okay i moved here thinking that well since it's close to numerous air force bases um in colorado springs air force academy etc and all these religious organizations focus on the families over here too right i feel as if something has been happening to me spiritually number one but i came over here thinking well when when the ship hits the dam um it's either going to happen here first to wipe out all these military folk or it's going to be last because they're going to be out flying around uh you know you know taking care of business it's too so, bad colorado is a beautiful state it's majestic i've spent the time out there skiing when i was younger yeah. and uh it's just too bad they've they've, yeah. they've liberalized it and new world ordered it so much Governor from our governor from California, he was right. in San Diego, so he's uh, just, just a bad bad guy. So, uh, I would love to go to Quito. I think it's uh, how many meters? How it's many ni- meters 90, 9,500 9, 9, 9, 5, 9, feet. Yeah. Oh man, I'm sniveling because it's six thousand here, and I, you know, as a former resident, I got skin cancer issues. Uh huh. Yeah, we're uh, okay. I'm 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 1,500 feet lower and adjacent. I can see Quito from, from yeah. where we are, uh, but uh, there's a difference of about eight to ten degrees in temperature in that 1,500 feet. Okay, and the uh, uh, and it's yeah. a much much nicer climate, even though it's right next door. Quito's a 31 mile long valley that it, north south that's five miles wide at its widest point okay. and there's millions of people in it all piled on top of each other and uh, oh, okay. uh it's okay. above the mosquito line there's no bugs there's no bugs here you can have your windows open with no screens okay. and, and you know there's just no bugs yeah. Yeah. and uh, it's deli- the climate's de- delightful here that's what everybody really likes so uh anyway maybe we'll okay. get a chance to meet you one day jeff welcome aboard you're welcome to come back as often uh, every day if you want and we got a real nice group of people here and everybody's on the same wavelength because we're all looking for the truth and we all appreciate and it resonates with all of us so you're among brothers and sisters and we're glad you're along okay uh I'm very warm feeling. Okay. Un million de gracias, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Donata. Donata, Donata. Okay, who's next? Ow. Hello. Who's next? Somebody have a question or comment? They're trying to say something, I thought. Yes, hello. This is Anna. Hey, Anna. Hi. Um, this is a real quick question. I was watching a video, I can't remember the gentleman's names, about just getting simply your long-form certificate of live birth. And he suggested going to this website. And I'm just curious to know if anyone's done it this way. Um, www.vitalcheck.com. Um, um, and I'm just curious to know if anyone here 
um, if that's how they've gotten their line um, long form certificate of live birth or if someone recommends a specific way to do that that's my question is the live birth certificate supposed to supplant the birth certificate yes so I can um, I can use that yes uh, for what like passport application that and whatever else I will need it for. Okay, I will, will the state. I will you got it? Yeah, I'm. This is new to me. Okay, so my question is: Will the State Department accept that as a birth certificate? Because they were real, real sticky when I had to get mine replaced in Argentina, and they required me to have a certified original copy of my birth certificate. Now I couldn't even give them a JPEG of it. I had to have the actual document, or they they wouldn't issue me the birth certificate. So I, I'm dubious about this. I've never heard of it before. Um, that I don't know. That's why I'm asking the question. Uh, in other words, usually it's my understanding a certificate of live birth is in lieu of a birth certificate. And is this one of these people here that says, no, no, you don't want a birth certificate. It's a nexus to the system, which it's not. Um, that I have not heard. Okay. Uh, and see, this is in our community. People are always looking for what causes them to have the power over us. And, of course, people look at the birth certificate and impute that very thought into it. But it's not. You see, it's happened at birth. The birth certificate represents the condition. It does not create the condition. Okay, so I understand that. So would it be wise then to get that and then also request the long form? Uh, well, you could do that. I don't know what the, I don't know what good the long form would do you because I don't know that anybody would accept it that you're going to use it with officially. Now, yeah, you know, and I this uh, Anna is like I said, this first time this has ever come on my radar screen. Okay. Um, and, that's great. That's that's why I'm asking. Okay. And someone else in your in the group here, because there's many people here, may have used it. So it's it's once again the, I'm I'm a babe in all. Okay. Of this, all right. So I'm just trying to understand. Uh, okay. And well, let me tell you a story. Let me tell you a story. Did how did you stumble on us? First of all, let me ask you that. Ryan. Oh, through Ryan. Okay. Um, now, uh, I've got a, we don't see him too much anymore. He used to hang around here a lot. I think he got mad with me one day over the Social Security stuff. Uh, a young guy named Brian Howard, who's one of our better students. And uh, Brian has been uh, involved with this for years now. And he was a, a four-year scholarship football player at University of Texas. And quite frankly, he's fearless. Okay. And he'll get up in anybody's face real quick. Uh, and so he got... Uh, uh, really hung up on this birth certificate thing, okay? And there's a lot of people that think the birth certificate is the nexus to the system. It's not. It represents the nexus because it comes shortly after your birth where the nexus happens, and it represents that uh, assignment of a political status at birth, which is where all everything comes from. Okay, And so anyway, he had both uh, his daughters in Austin at the same hospital. And so what he did was he went down there one day, doggedly pursuing this birth certificate thing. Because, you know, there are people that think you need to go back and, and, and negate all these contracts. Well, you don't. 
Okay. All you got to do is go to the one main contract, which is the one with the Secretary of State, and that opens up the door to all the other ones being gone because it's all based on fraud. All right. Fraud vitiates any contract, ab initio, that means from the beginning. All right. But the one you want to really uh, get out of is the one at the Secretary of State, and he's the guy, he's the Lord of the Manor that oversees all matters concerning citizenship. He's got final authority, final say so, over all matters concerning citizenship. The reason he's got that responsibility and power is because he's the one that is in charge of issuing passports passports if they're going to represent who you are to foreign nations they've got to know what your legal personality is to represent you correctly don't they so that's why he's got this power okay and consider him the lord of the manor having to do with this area of responsibility political status all right Okay, so where's the, okay, somebody's noise, little noise, that's okay. So Brian goes down with his two daughters in tow, and he goes down to the hospital where both of them were born, and he's, uh, he's very, very low-key, he's got t-shirt on and cut-offs and flip-flops, and he's got his two little daughters in tow, and he goes up to the administrative third floor, and he's asking the lady, and his pretense is, I'm building folders for my daughters here, uh, so that if they ever need any of these important documents later on in life, they'll have access to them real easily. Good story, right? And so the lady bought it, and he's asking her questions, this, that, and the other, and she's going back and bringing stuff out, and she comes out with this document called a verification of facts. And it's a document where the, when the child is born, they put down all the vital information, weight, hair color, eye color, you know, little footprints, little handprints, all that stuff. And at the bottom of that document, there's places where both the mother and the father can sign. And she brought back one for one of his daughters, and it was unsigned. So the mother and the father don't sign it. And so he keeps asking her questions, and she gets aggravated with him. And she goes, look. I'm going to send you down to the office in the basement that's in charge of all this. Oh, okay. So he goes down there, again, daughters in tow, and goes to the lady at the desk, and he tells her what he's looking for, and she goes, wait a minute. And she goes off for about 10 minutes, and she comes back, and the very first words out of her mouth are, you're not going to hold anything I tell you against us, are you? Okay, a little incriminating. And so she tells him the process, all right? Yes. Here's the process. Child is born. Verification of facts is filled out. It's never signed by the parents because what they did, they don't know in the hospitals that we understand is that we're in the feudal system, and it's a silent contract. And if your parents didn't already opt out with that particular guy, the Secretary of State, then they're presumed to be federal serfs in the system. And because they had you, you're considered to have that same condition. So that's why they don't sign it. Okay, because the birth is passed down through the, not through the bloodline, but because of, who, of where you were born. Okay, this feudal system stuff. Very important to understand and impute here. All right. And so when that verification of facts is filled out, it's taken over to a computer terminal of which there's one in every hospital in the country provided by the federal government. 
and the information is input into a real basic DOS type computer, probably only has all caps, honestly, and that is transferred over to the Bureau of Vital Statistics that then prints the birth certificate and when it is printed it is put into a bank safe with armed guards 24 hours a day seven days a week And the well, that's interesting. The, yeah, isn't it? And the reason that that happens is because the where it, the birth certificate is serving a, fu- a dual function. You know, they do do everything with this uh, with this duopoly. Okay, and the dual function <laughs> is it does give all the information of your birth and your parents and that and the other. But the other is a merchant merchant document uh, called a warehouse receipt. A warehouse receipt is a specific commercial document where the paper actually takes on the the character of the good, and the good takes on a very shadowy existence. So the reason they put it in a bank safe with armed guards is because that represents you legally, commercially. And what they've done is collateralized your future labor and they take the birth certificate as collateral of your future labor. They attach it to the bonds, you know, the United States bonds. Uh-huh. The bond market is ten times bigger than the stock market. Did you know that? No. Okay. And they sell you on the international market. And then they extract your future labor through income tax to pay the coupon payment to the bondholders. Don't forget, bond is the root word of bondage. It's right. Okay. So that's the system. So, okay, so that was great. Thank you so much. Okay. Um, so I just want to get my, what would I call this then? Just my birth certificate, my certified yeah, birth certificate? Yeah, you're going to, are you, are you wanting to apply for a passport with your application? Well, here's the thing. I have a passport. That's okay. Already, right? But it's 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 seven years until it's going to expire. Okay, doesn't make any difference. So I um I was looking over some forms about that, and the choices was um I didn't see, we didn't see something specific about status on the form. Um, oh well, you did, but you didn't see it. Okay. Did you read the oath? I don't. I don't remember. Well, wait a minute. Well, here I'm going to quote it to you. I swear under penalty of perjury, I'm a citizen of the United States or a non-citizen national, and have not since acquiring United States citizenship or U.S. nationality violated any of the acts and conditions listed on page so and so unless explanatory statement is attached. I swear, right, so I swear under penalty of perjury, yes. But right. notice that it says if you violated any acts and conditions, they want you to attach an explanatory statement. It says that in the oath. Okay? okay. But right above it, twice, where it's coming to this very important thing of opposite political statuses, it doesn't say jack squat about attaching anything, does it? No. Okay, but earlier in the uh, instructions, bottom of page one or top of page two now, the last one I saw, mm-hmm. there's a warning box. You know what a black box warning is? 
No. Well, on, it usually it, it's more prevalent in in pharmaceuticals and stuff. Anything is dangerous medicine, and if it's got uh, something that's a caveat or danger about it, they'll have what's called a black box warning, and it's got a black box, rectangular, and then in big black bold letters it says warning, and then it states whatever oh, okay. the day. You, that's called a black box warning, right? Okay. Uh, and in your instructions, you're going to see it without the black box. It's got the capital letters warning, and it it says you can attach documentation, comma, including affidavits, comma, but you better not lie or we're going to hit you with these seven or eight sections of the United States Code. They don't tell you what you can attach it for. Okay. That's what the affidavit is. That's your get-out-of-jail-free card. So I would attach that to that. You, you take your affidavit and put it in the package with your renewal application. Doesn't matter if you've already got an existing passport. You're just because that passport you've got right now is your right. old legal personality as a voluntary right. surf. And what you're doing is canceling and supersede. You're not canceling it. You're just laying another one out there with your new legal personality. Now here's the good news for you. The only thing you have to purchase if you want to do that is a card i think it's only thirty dollars okay and then you'll have both you got your old passport that's still active for seven years and you got your new one with your new status that you can use as identification and that shows you're a free person instead of a slave okay um but wouldn't I want to get rid of my old passport or change? Well, yeah, I mean, you, 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 if you've paid for it, it's good for 10 years. You, you mean, you throw it away right. and get rid of it, but it doesn't do anything. Okay. okay. You're going to have to send that in with your renewal, by the way, if it's, yes. especially if it's active. They'll send it back to you immediately, okay? And then the other one will get processed, and they'll send it back to you when it gets processed. Okay. Deanna. Yeah. Hi, it's Dawn. Hi, so, Dawn. I have a question. Are, do you just have a passport book or do you have both the passport book and the passport card? Just the passbook. Okay. Um, okay. I would recommend then um, to keep your passport book the way it is, but okay. request a passport card because that's going to be in place of your driver's license. Oh. And it looks almost like a driver's license. It's small, like a driver's license and everything like that. So I would do the affidavit and request a passport card and attach your affidavit to that. Yep. And leave your passport book yep. alone. Because the passport book is only good for international travel. I mean, it's good for everything, but right. the passport card is specifically domestic. And that's oh. what you're looking for. Yep. Okay. Yep. And we got people, that's the only form of identification they carry, Anna. Okay. They get stopped on the side of the road. They give it to the police, the nice policeman. He right. goes back and runs it, comes back and goes, yeah, you, you might ought to get a tag on that car insurance or something and have a nice day. Okay. See, like again, see, here's what's happening. Once you're not a citizen of the United States or a resident, all of those restrictive laws that require licenses and all that kind of stuff, Mm-hmm. None of those apply to you anymore. Right. How'd you find us, Anna? Right. Through Ryan. Ryan oh, that's Ryan. right. I'm sorry. I asked that earlier. My bad. That's, that's okay. So now, um, great. This was That was so helpful, and that just seems so much easier. However, I need to do my affidavit first, 
and get that in first. Yes. Um, and I just want to go back to the birth certificate. Yep. Um, and once again, um, then how how would I obtain? What's the what are the the various ways that I can obtain that? Uh, go to uh, I guess in in California it's called Bureau of Vital Statistics. Whoever there's a there's a, a bureaucratic there's an organization out there that's in charge of this and they'll probably charge you twenty bucks and give you two or three copies of it and they'll be certified original copies. Hey, Roger. There's Gary. Usually, easiest way to get the long form of your birth certificate is to tell them that you want it for international business. Okay. Usually, they don't like giving you that long form for any other reason. But if you tell them you want it for international business reasons, then uh, you can usually get it. Oh, great. Okay. Uh, and, and I don't. I didn't know, and I've, I've got a very unique situation. My old friend Tom Schramm, who doesn't join us too much or hardly at all anymore, uh, his oldest, his son, was born at home, okay? And they had a certificate of live birth because he wasn't born in a hospital where one was generated. You know what happens here? The hospital gets paid for every one of those. That's why they're so insistent. I think they pay them. It might be more now. I think it's five thousand dollars a piece. Okay, and and so there's a lot of impetus from the administrator of the hospital. We got to get a birth certificate. What's the name? What's the name? You know, uh, but Tom's son literally had a certificate of live birth, and when he went to apply for a passport, they didn't want to give him one because he didn't have a birth certificate and they kept giving tom the runaround and do you know how they found him he's a most unusual thing that the year he was born was the year of a census and he was born up above atlanta in a housing uh, uh, uh area called bent tree it's a very nice little thing north of atlanta in the mountains there and the census director had come around to the house, and the baby was noted on the census. Oh, that's great. Okay. <laughs> um, Anna, yes. one more question, my dear. What exactly um, do you need the birth certificate for? Oh, goodness. Oh, I wish I had my notes with me. Um. I, I don't know. People were just saying it. You needed it for various things. I'm not remembering what everything was. I, I thought it was for. Do you have an original birth certificate? I do not. Well, okay. Good to have a copy. The only thing yeah. I've ever had to use one for is this passport ordeal. Okay, and okay. you only use that on the first time you're you're getting one, a DS11. If you've already got an existing passport like you told us on your renewal, you won't have to have a birth certificate to send in. Correct. Okay. Okay, so I won't need it for the, the um, renewal. renewal of passport. No. Will I need it for the card? I won't no, need no. it for the card. No, 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 no. Okay. You're already in the system. Okay, um, and then I was also told that, um, yeah, you want to keep one for yourself. They Someone suggested four. It's not. It's not a bad idea to have them. You know. I mean, I've got. I've got several with me. 
Uh, and it's only because when I was in Argentina, I got my passport stolen. And as I was trying to replace it, they required me to have it. This was right when Obama was president, right? And I'm dealing with the embassy there. And the guy goes, we need original copy of birth certificate. I said, this passport is only two years old. You still got it up there in your records. And they go, no, we get rid of that stuff. And if I'd have been sharper, I'd say, well, you're a lying bitch, you know, because I know you got to keep that stuff, right? And anyway, so uh, what ha- ended up happening was she said, well, we can issue you a temporary one. You go ahead and pay for a new passport. We'll issue you a temporary passport that's good for a year. And when you turn that in within a year, we'll issue you your permanent one again, and you won't have to pay. And so that's what I did. And uh, But I still think that they were wrong on that because mine had been – It was maybe it's because it had been stolen. And they were kind of making me go back to the first again. But it's my understanding now, if you've got through uh, the system and got one already on a renewal situation, you don't have to have a birth certificate. It's not required. Okay, great. Don, were you going to say something? Yeah, I was just going to say, and if you do have like four uh, different copies of it, put them in different places that are secure. Like, don't keep them all together because the whole purpose of having four is that if you lose one or your house burns down, at least you have a backup. So, but you really only need like one or two just as a a backup thing. But And you don't need a live birth certificate or a certification of live birth. That's not going to get you anywhere. Nope. You just need your birth certificate. That's right. Anne, are you in Southern California along with these other good people? I am. Uh, well, you know, you got, we've got quite a, a little network of active groups out there. I'm sure you might like to uh, uh, hook up with pe- nice folks like Don and some of the other movers and shakers we've oh, got out there. Don, you're out here. That would be great, yes. Don. Okay. Yeah, we're what, actually having a meeting this Saturday. What, so what you might want to do, Anna, is drop me an email to radio okay. ranch at mail.com, yeah. and I will put you in touch with Don, okay? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's perfect. We'll do. All right. All right. Awesome. Nice to meet you, Anna. Nice to meet you. Thank you, Don. Okay. Anna, did we get your questions? Or hold on just a second. We got Anna taken care of here? I think so, unless someone else had something to share. No, no. If you had any other things we needed to deal with, I'm going to move to whoever's trying to say something right there. Who was it? Um, It's uh, Mark. Hey. Oh, there's Mark, our guy from Oklahoma. Yeah, I found my way here. Good. Uh, a couple of couple of questions. Okay, the you know we we are getting rid of our resident status. Okay, and that just magically disappears when we go to the state national. Is that correct? Yeah, well, it's part of de- divorcing yourself from the Fourteenth Amendment. Okay, is there something I have to do to get rid of my resident status? Just tell them that you don't want to be a citizen of the United States. You want to be a national. Uh, I was talking about this the other day, and it's very interesting. Uh, Mark, you've got a little bit of legal stuff. You've been playing with this for a while under your belt, right? Well, a little bit. Okay. So uh, years ago when I was in paralegal school, um, we uh, we had a little law, mini law library in there, and uh, well, my roommate was very into this stuff, and he goes, look what I found in the official code of Georgia annotated. When you go to the traffic laws where it deals the section with residency, and then there's all the resident. Well, if you've been in the state longer than 30 days or 60 days or this qualification or that, and, and they spell all that out, right, in the, in the statutes. And then there's yeah. one sentence at the bottom, and it says the term resident is a rebuttable presumption. 
Okay. Okay. And well, that's I, what I you're doing something. with the affidavit is you're rebutting the presumption that you're a resident. Now, do you know how they're using that term? You, you probably don't, but I like to ask. I don't. Okay. No. Uh, the origin of this comes from ambassadorial law when countries sign a treaty and exchange ambassadors. And the new ambassador is considered in residence. And so the example I use, because I'm in Ecuador, and I actually know a guy whose father was the uh, uh, ambassador to the U.S. from Ecuador for 25 years. He was raised up there. Really nice guy. And um, so let's say the Ecuadorian ambassador gets caught up at Dulles up there with a kilo of cocaine in his diplomatic pouch. So what do they do? What do they do with him? They go throw him in federal prison for possession of cocaine smuggling? No. They stick him on a plane and send him back to Ecuador. Because he's in residence, the laws of the United States don't apply to him. The laws of Ecuador apply to him. When you're saying you're a resident, the laws of Oklahoma don't apply to you. It means you're a federal citizen. Technically, you're a federal citizen, quote-unquote, residing in the state of Oklahoma, and you're asking the federal government for protection for any potential harm the state of Oklahoma is going to do to you. Now you're asking for protection. That triggers the jurisdictional formula. Protection for allegiance, allegiance for protection. That's what the term resident is in this context. Okay. Now, how does domicile? Uh, it works. That works. That works. That works fine. Okay. So, like here I am in Oklahoma. Uh, I don't want to be a resident of Oklahoma, but I say I've got my domicile up Correct. here in Oklahoma. Yeah. Right? Yep. Or you're inhabitant. Or you, you know, inhabit uh, habitation, that kind of stuff. You could say you're a sojourner. You're just there temporarily. All those things work. Okay. But the term resident is a specifically legal technical term. And what it is, is when they ask you if you're a resident, what they're asking you is what system of law are you under? Okay. Now, how about, I mean, uh, as far as uh, my interaction with the Oklahoma government, okay? Yeah. Uh, which I've said I was a resident, you know, all, well, that's all okay. that. That's okay. So you can change at any time. Yeah, and just by becoming the state national. Yeah, okay, Judge. So I like national better, but whatever. Yeah. Okay. What's a state national? It's a state citizen. Yeah, and again, it's like I was saying earlier. They've gone to a lot of trouble to buttonhole these these definitions into these words. And we want to use their words now that we know what they've done in their definition. That's the key to the matrix, using their words. Because they've got to recognize them because their whole system's built around them. All right. Well, uh, I'll get off here. But, no, you don't uh, have to. You don't have to get off. We, we, I love questions. Well, no, I've got actually a place I, I need to go. Oh, okay. All right. That's a little better clarification. Um, yeah. Uh, I did have another question there. Um, oh, I haven't figured out how to make an icon on here. Oh, I, I, It's usually when you sign on, they ask for your name in it. 
and it, it, it attaches to whatever you're you put in as a name so i don't know what to tell you there okay well i'll, I'll keep flirting with that all right figure it out. okay all right well, thank you Roger. all right mark glad Roger. to have you along two days in a row man and some of the other rbn folks and and uh we're we're here to help you okay all right appreciate it very much you're very welcome. Uh-oh, there's Doug Cosmos from the great state of Arkansas. Hey, man. Don't don't let him talk. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no, I got Harvey, too? <laughs> somebody, have to be somebody, somebody has to supervise Doug Cosmos. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I agree with that. <laughs> so... Man, I have to tell you, Roger, the uh, the avenue where these shows have gone is it's mind blowing. It's so enjoyable. Um, all these new people. It's wonderful. You know, there's mul- there's safety in a multitude of councils. Yes. And uh, the women. Okay. It's just I mean, fantastic. These, these women are like incredible and they should be a witness and an example well, like so, i keep man, telling them just how up. overjoyed i am that they're here and these these type a lionesses that we're uh, attracting that are coming along and it's been because i've been in this movement so long and harvey can vouch for this remember when we'd have the ccg meetings you and brent and there there would hardly be there'd be a couple of wives there's no single women in there maybe one or two uh, out of no. a, a room full of hundreds of people and just you know they were non-existent and it's just such yeah. a breath of fresh air to see you gals stepping forward and getting involved to the degree that you are and we just love having you well you mentioned lionesses okay yeah. and, and i i didn't write it down but i'm always writing you know i i've just got tons of pads because i like to write my thoughts and what i'm gonna say try to congeal everything so you know so i don't get verbose and uh, but I, I was thinking, yeah, the men are the lions and the women are the lionesses. And so, the uh, remember a long time ago now, you know, I, I brought up the word smorgasbord. Yeah. That's what, that's, you know, what do you do when you go to a smorgasbord? You go to the eat. Well, this is food for the mind, these shows. And, uh, it's no, I mean, all of it was always, all your shows were always great and everything dealing with the political. But now, I mean, there are health issues that most, maybe most of the show is on health. Uh, and, and you, what this represents. See, if you're going to be great in basketball, for instance, you have to learn how to dribble a basketball. You have to use it. It's the basics. And then when you get advanced, advanced, uh, then you move into that category. So on your shows, daily on a daily basis, you always go back to the basics, and then there are advanced questions. Every it's exciting to me, and it's wonderful, and it's very profitable that all these new people now are coming in. These lionesses are inspiring. And so, uh, 
anyway, that's my uh, appreciation here. Okay. And did you now, have a, did you have a question, Doug? Well, not necessarily, but uh, you know, you know the saying. See, we're dealing with diabolical people and forces in this. You remember this, the quote, oh, what a web we weave oh, when we you... desire to deceive. Yeah, when we practice to deceive. Practice. Well, see, on a web, on a, on a, a spider's web, and I've watched them, uh, if a fly or a bug, you know, a moth, whatever, whatever, there's just all these strings going out, mm-hmm. and wherever the bug the captured it's going to be killed it's going to be eaten uh lands the spider knows exactly oh, yeah. where to go yep okay and it goes right there immediately. real so real fast. quick real quick he injects him with that poison and gets those back legs and wrapping that little silk around him yeah and this is what happens okay to people in their lives, their system, their plan, to de- and it can't happen, can't be accomplished without deception. Yep. No, and deception gotta have deception is always the opposite of the truth. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Now, here's another thing I think you'll like. I like Fetch. I listen to him every Saturday. He's been doing it for a long time. But his homeland is in the Philippines. That subject was brought up today. Okay? And <laughs> if he had gleaned on to the information you gave him... He wasn't interested. But but if he had done that, because it was specifically, you know, you were talking with another guy about the Philippines and all this, then... See, because... You're either free or you're not, like yeah. you said. You're either a slave or you're not. You know if what? He gleaned onto this. He's supposed to be. Well, he is a smart guy. Well, but, you know what's what uh, I remember has his comment that really stuck with me. Do I have to learn all this stuff? And and it keeps coming back to me. Thomas Jefferson's quote: "Those who expect to be ignorant and free expect what never was and never will be." Yeah, Dennis, I'm sorry, man. Freedom ain't free. Uh, I would think you'd want. I would think you'd want to learn it. But you mean I got to learn all that? Yeah. yeah well, if he had, if he had accepted this as a truth guy, um, then. He could have already been submitting his affidavit. Yeah, a long time ago. His wife, you know. Well, that's, and that's what he said. He said, I've had Bork on and all these other naked. They, they couldn't tell me that I want to know how I could get a passport. And you say you can. And I've never heard from him again. So I guess whenever he's got a passport uh, problem, he'll get back a hold of us. And, and uh, uh, you know, I'll see if I can talk to him or want to talk to him. I, see, I'm, I'm afraid. And, and I know here, here's something I'll talk a little bit out of school here about Fetch, okay? Uh, Paul. Paul tried to explain to him the difference in Jews. And he didn't even want to know about it. And I guess it's not. Do I have to learn all that? Okay, so what he's doing is going out there every week, a couple of times, and Jew bashing. That's all he does for two or three hours is Jew bash. All right, right? Oh, the Jews yeah. this, the Jews that. Look at what they're doing over there, right? 
Isn't that right, well, Doug? Well, actually... Uh, no, hold on. I asked you... Doug, Doug I asked you a straight question. Isn't that what he does? Well, yeah, okay. yes. And then, and then what they do is they take that, the Zionists, over to all the other Jews that they're controlling, and they go, see here? See what these guys are doing? You need to give us money to fight this anti-Semitism. So what Fetch is doing is playing right square into their ballywick. Well, another thing, Roger, and this is an honor to you, um, you know, you've been called to do this and chosen to do this. That saying, when the student is ready... The teacher will appear. Yeah. And this is what's happening. And now, instead of it just being one venue, now it goes into health all these wonderful yeah, things, psychological. Well, all of those deal with freedom, you know, health, political, yeah, geography, financial, uh, uh, you know, spiritual, all that is all freedom. They're just different aspects of it. Yeah. And so it's just really exciting and wonderful mm -hmm. to um, be able to. Come well, to the smorgasbord. Well, you've been you've been a you've been a listener and participant for a long time, Doug, and we're glad to have you. So, uh, welcome again. How's your frequency machine doing? Are you uh, getting a little bit accustomed to that? Yeah, I'm starting to. Um, I, well, I I used it. Uh, I've used it like uh, I think I've done like four programs. Uh huh. It, it um, takes. It's like anything else. It's new. You just got to work with it, and you you get. You, know, you, want you, you want me to tell you, you want, see, and this is what I'm saying. It's a smorgasbord. All right. If you want to, okay, so here. Well, I, I don't want, I want to get into it if it's not extemporaneous because I want to make sure there's nobody else that's got more important pressing things to deal with. we got about 30 yeah. minutes left. Well, I'll just say this. What I saw, Damn. the results from my physical body was, uh, <sighs> Notable. It was. Hey, this thing works, man. See, it works. Yeah, it, it fact, just I, was. I was. Uh, I went over to this big doctor here in our area, a friend of Jack's, and uh, yesterday, and he's real interested in looking at it and knowing about it. So I guess I'm going to take my machine over there, show it to him pretty soon. Uh, was that Chuck? I, I Is that Chuck? Okay, go ahead, Doug. Please. Just to finish up. See, uh, the way I look at this is like true education. Where you start out with basics, freshman class, and then you go up to the advanced classes. So what's happening here in a living, uh, just changing sense is, which is amazing, is now within an hour, a two-hour program, you're doing a freshman class. You touch on the basics. And then you have people calling in and asking from everything that you've learned and we're all learning to advance classes, which is very living and, and very viable. So I thank you for that. Okay, well, you're welcome. All, Doug. all right, buddy. Well, thanks for your contribution. Chuck, was that you? Who was who? Somebody got something to say? Come forward. Roger. Yeah. Hey, there's Samuel. Hey, Samuel. Go, Samuel. Hello. If it wasn't Samuel, who it was, come on. It's Samuel, but it was to me. This is Rick. Can you hear me? Okay, there you are, Rick. <laughs> are we, you're new, aren't you? 
Yes, sir. I'm trying to figure this app out. Okay. Sorry. That's okay. That's okay. You kind of sound like Harvey a little bit. Welcome, Rick. Where are you calling from? Uh, Georgia. All right. What part? Uh, I'm down just below Sandersville right now. Okay. That's down south, right? Uh, uh, between Macon and Augusta. Okay. Dis- Disgusta uh, is what I always refer to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I uh, assume you've been around Georgia quite a bit. You I talked sp- about it. I spent 30 years up there in the Atlanta area. Oh, wow. Well, I was born and raised here. Okay. Uh, I have, I do have a question. All right, uh, good. Uh, I, uh, from listening to what you've been saying, I, I've only discovered you like a couple of weeks ago, which is amazing because I've been on uh, RBN for a while, and actually I was an MLA member for a while also. But uh, uh, the question is, probably the most common challenge when you do this program is going to be on the road, riding around with no tag. And my question is, if you put a personalized plate on the back of why would people do that? (laughs) Well, what I'm saying is, if you have something on the back of your car, you can avoid... Uh, you know, a lot of stops, a lot of right. time. But is that considered illegal? No. Well, it depends if you're a citizen of the United States and a resident. It is, but if you're not, well, it's yeah. not, and it's uh, your private conveyance. You know, I think once you want to do is own the car, you shouldn't have something you're still paying well, off at the bank. Unless he's gone to camps. Would you like to take over and do this? It was Chuck. I just muted him. Okay. He um, didn't know he was unmuted. Okay. Um, so, uh, Rick, we've got yeah. several. We had a guy just call in, was it last Monday? Uh, Mike from Birmingham. And uh, Mike called in, and he was in Irondale suburb over there. He's got a private conveyance. He had a bill of sale on it. He owns the car. There's no tag on it. He got stopped, gave him the passport card. Cop went back and ran it. He he said, uh, I've got the bill of sale. Cop wanted to see the bill of sale, looked at it. He said, "Uh, well, okay, You, you really ought to get some insurance, and see you later. Uh, we've got a guy named James up in North Carolina, retired truck driver, and he's got a real nice 5 Series BMW, and he's got a real neat custom tag on it. There's, I know there's websites where you can go get your own custom tag if you wanted to do that, but the first thing you got to do is sever this relationship with the Secretary of State of the United States and change your status back to a national from a citizen of the United States. Right. Well, that, that was the purpose of my question. If I did this, uh, just to, uh, if the first glance, if an officer sees you don't have anything on the back of your car, he's going to pull you over. But yeah. uh, the point was, if I had something back there to avoid being pulled over, you know, a lot. And, and of course, if I did get pulled over, if I was a national, you know, I, I could give him the passport card or whatever. But I just wanted to know if that was, would be, the state would consider that a misrepresentation of some sort. I don't think so. Okay. You don't All even right. have to have a tag on there, but you you could get one of these custom tags and put it on there. Well, you see my point. That's just yeah. to avoid. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just to avoid stops. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks very much. Okay. Well, feel free. You know, I hope you join us, become a regular, and as you get questions and we move forward, we're happy to deal with them. And as always, good to see a, 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 some more Georgians in here. And uh, uh, you know, we're glad you stepped forward with your question.
Okay, well, I will try to figure this app out so when I call in, you'll have a name. <laughs> okay, uh, that'd be great. And uh, I, it's hard for me because of my eyes, and I can only see a bit of the screen. I'm on a portable, so that's why I'm always asking questions. You don't want to raise your hand because I won't see it, you know. And uh, okay. uh, so that's why I say anybody got a question, step forward. And uh, well, nice to have you, Rick. Okay. All right. Now, hold um, there's several people that are chomping at the bit to say something. Now's your time. Say something. Mine okay, is I'm short. A, I'm a Patrick, is that you or is that Mike? It's Mike the donkey. Okay, good. Okay, how you short doing, Mike? Question. All right, good, man. The question is, I'm studying all the paper trail in the background so I could answer questions, but... My one question is, when you're at the State Department's uh, website link that you talk about, it just has a one statement that I am an international. If I sent in just that one and I heard you say that, so literally, is that correct? You got me lost, okay? Are you talking about the Certificate of Non-Citizen Nationality? Yes, that statement that's on their website, just okay. that one sentence. All, you, all U.S. Na citizens are U.S. nationals. Is that what you're referring to? Well, something like that. I would have to go pull it up to be exact. It's okay. just that there's all that right. one uh, sentence, and I look at that and say, oh, is that all you really got to do is that one sentence? I'm doing kind of a paper trail of, of state and uh, international. Well, hold, hold it, Mike. You got me totally lost. What are you trying to accomplish I, I think, here? I think he's referring to the I, Lisa, declare my intention to be. Oh, the one sentence at the bottom. Okay. All right. Thank you for referencing me, Lisa. I think. I think so, too. That's correct. All right. So are you saying that's all you need to submit to them to change status? That's the thought that's passed my mind. So well, that's, I, all that's, I need to do. that's all you need to do. You see, it's not I got to prove this or prove that. You're both statuses, and all they require is that you tell them which one you want to be. And if you don't tell them you want to be one, they're going to presume under the presumption of law of you've got a birth certificate and all these other things have happened, that you're the other. And you've got to rebut that presumption. It's a presumption of law that they're running everything here on. If you go to Black's, and I know you got some legal orientation with you, Mike. If you go to Black's.Law Dictionary and look under presumption of law, you'll see, you'll see it's a presumption of law that's based on another fact. So what they're doing is they come over and pull some fraud somewhere and they go, oh, well, that must be right. and We're going to carry it over here and this presumption of law is going to move forward. And the reason this works is because you're exposing that fraud right there. Okay, well, then I can send it in. Yeah. Yeah, and you could you could embellish it a little bit, you know. I, Mike the Donkey, do solemnly swear under penalties of perjury of the United States of America that my desire and intent to be a national with God-given rights and constitutional protections as opposed to a citizen of the United States in voluntary servitude with civil rights under the scope and purview of the 14th Amendment. You could doctor it up like that, but you don't have to. Well, I have to a certain degree, but at the same time, it keeps a bugging in my head saying hey one line and you're working on all of this that's it so that's what i'll send the one line first and continue with what i wanted to do anyway because i want to teach this stuff once i understand okay good enough michael be glad to have you as a teacher out there man hey Roger, mike from birmingham hey there's mike from birmingham right there hey mike 
What up? I listened to your show the other night. Another good show. Thank you, sir. Uh, I've been had the cops ask me since my past. Card says, uh, born in Indiana. Ask me, do you have an Indiana driver's license? I say, no. Do you have an Alabama driver's license? Yes, but I'm traveling. I'm not in commerce. So it works. Okay. That's a, that's a very good answer. And he, he did no, no problems. Didn't even bat an eye, right? Didn't even bat an eye. And see, I submitted my driver's license, the copy of it, to get the passport. And it didn't even pop up on the database. Interesting. So. Interesting. And I think that was a very good answer. Yes, I've got a driver's license, but I'm not using it because I'm not in commerce. That's an excellent way of answering that situation. And my what I have on the back of my car is the tag that I bought when I bought the conveyance from the place I bought it. Okay, from the lot, from the dealership yes. over there? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right, great, That's Mike. Why. Okay, I just want to see what to know. All right, well, we appreciate you checking in and letting us know those specifics. Those are real good details. Okay, thank you. Bye. All right, Betty. Okay, who's next? Did I hear Chuck on here? Roger? Yeah. Oh, there's Samuel. Okay. Hey, Samuel. I just wanted to let you know Willie and Jeanette are there. Maybe you could get them to come on. Well, they're probably cooking some apple fritters or something up there. (laughs) Probably. Uh, Willie and Jeanette, if if you're able to and want to step forward, we'd love to talk with you. Glad you're here. Thanks for listening in. Hey, Roger. I, I got one, if you don't mind. All right, Bob. Go ahead, man. Bring it on. It's a real brain teaser. Like, good morning, Ukraine. Happy Taiwan. Oh, yeah. How's that? Well, Let you know. Let a plane in the China Sea and who can find it first. Uh, oh, you, they're mad because we dropped a top secret plane in their ocean. Yeah. And they're trying to get it. Well, oh, well let's, uh, you know, let, let's, hope something, something, let's hope that something derails both of those. But we'll just have to wait and see. It's not it happening. Was, it was good morning, Ukraine. Remember I used to say, good morning, Vietnam? Yes. Now it's good morning, Ukraine. Happy Taiwan. Okay. Well, I feel I feel real sorry for those people, and uh, I think Russia is about to take command of that, but it may not happen today, but it's probably happening in the near future. Uh, did uh, did uh, Who's clearing their throat there? Somebody got something to say? You want to come forward, please? Hey, Roger, it's Wayne. Hey, Wayne. We haven't talked to you in a few days. How you doing, man? Yeah, I've been listening to all the good ladies calling in and everybody else, and I can't beat their stuff for sure. I know, man. It's just tremendous, isn't it? Sure. Hey, uh, one thing I wanted to mention was at the end of the show yesterday in RBN, it was very good as usual, but a guy from uh, California called in saying, he had been on Social Security, but all of a sudden the IRS started. Oh man, you got, yeah, he got into all that stuff. And you know, listen, I I just I can't deal with all that because it's already happened. I can't extricate you. I you can't fight and beat those guys. And you're gonna have to go find a solution somewhere when you get your slate clean. Come back and talk to me. But but again, if he filed the affidavit, you know, like like we've all done, do you think there's a chance he could get that fifteen percent back? And no. the reason I bring it up is. I know Ralph has helped someone do something similar with his process, which I don't really agree with, obviously. But 
uh, Ralph was saying on his show that he uh, the, the person he helped did get the 15% back after they, you know, clarified their status according to his process. But I I wanted to bring that up. What that guy that did that was in my mind was that he never got any proper notice, at least that he said, that they were going. They got to give you notice before they come and start grabbing stuff. It's a procedure, okay? And if he didn't get that, then that is one of those cases where they may have done something wrong, and that's generally how we win in those situations in the administrative state when they do something wrong or when they do something they shouldn't have done or vice versa okay and that may be the case there but i'm not real fluent at it and i hate dealing with all that stuff okay yeah okay uh, now, i wonder if anybody else had ever had a similar experience whether they've seen uh like a, a refund back on on checks after they did file the uh, the affidavit that's all uh it's interesting that you would bring ralph up that's what i really wanted to get to here at the end of the show so i was hoping chuck was with us chuck are you with us or not okay i guess he isn't an email from Chuck last night. Chuck's got a relationship with Ralph, and he's been trying to get my information to Ralph, and so he uh, even went to call him yesterday. Well, here's and, and this is unfortunate. I don't. I, I, I respect what Ralph does. He works real hard, but he's very he's very narrow minded. He's closed minded. He's got blinders on, and he just can't see this stuff. Okay, and some people can't. All right. And Ralph's response to Chuck was they don't mention national anywhere in Title 26. So he's one of these guys that's got to see a label and see it identified there as to something he knows. In other words, he doesn't seem to have the ability to creatively think and realize his enemy doesn't think like he does. Okay. You know, uh, it mentioned it earlier with the word deception. The. Um, the motto of the Mossad is by way of deception, she w- we will make war. Well, if, if you're not expecting deception and you're dealing with these guys, you're going to get blindsided every time. Okay, And so Ralph thinks that we're all wrong. He won't even look at the information, and he brings out the Title VIII definition of national. Uh, uh, you know, someone born in American Samoa, Swains Islands, or the outlying territories. I guarantee you he doesn't understand that the outlying territories has been doctored with, and that's the original states, and he doesn't understand these things. If he did, he would be able to see in Title 26 that jurisdictional statement, and even though they label it non-resident alien, that is a national and this is why i continually make the point of you can't go chasing labels in this stuff i can give you two or three different labels they've got for a national they use that there they use uh you know territorial citizens over here they use something else different over there and if you're always chasing labels you're never going to be able to isolate it you got to get back and understand the concepts behind it there's only two statuses you're either free or you're a slave whatever they label it is which one of them is that Okay, now you can buttonhole them. But if you're just chasing labels, you're never going to get anywhere, and that's unfortunately where Ralph is. And I've said for a long time, there's just some people that can't see this. And that's why all of you ought to be thanking your lucky stars and the guy above that you've got an open mind, you're a truth seeker, and you can understand what's been done to us because everybody can't. Well, I think, uh, I think Ralph's problem is he's been talking to your buddy Mitchell from Memphis there, the one that gave you a hard time. Oh, my God. <laughs> Roger, did, did you know that Mitchell called in just before your show came on, on RBN? He was trying to get Michael Rivero to agree with him. 
to agree with him what? About the 14th Amendment and that you're full of beans. Uh, you know, uh, look, those guys can go do anything they want. I don't care. He probably I, couldn't get on the show, right, because he'd probably be blocked this time around. So what does he do? He comes in. I'm telling you, this guy's a scoundrel. He comes in just before you come on. Well, okay, that's all right. He can do that. <laughs> I mean, look, I don't get upset about that anymore. You know, there's good, they're all out I there. I don't, I don't want them to distract me. They're not going to alter my focus, and I'm going to preach to the choir that's here. I'm going to dance with the girl that brung me, okay? And, and that's you guys, all right? I'm going to teach the ones that are here that are looking for the information and have an open mind and want to learn and be free. People like Mitchell, I don't care. Like Ralph, I don't care. I told Chuck, don't waste your time on him. All you're doing is beating your head against a wall because it feels so damn good when you stop. You're not going to convince him. He's not going to see it. For whatever reason, he can't. You know, it's that, um, you know that thing where they got the black and white and it says fly? And you can look at it and your subconscious mind can't see it? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Well. Okay. Well, for some reason, those people's minds and the way they think cannot see what we're doing or what their enemy is doing. And the reason is because they're not thinking like their enemy. They're thinking like them. And they think their enemy has set everything up to conform with the way they think. And that's why they can't see it. Well, Roger, I think it goes beyond what how he thinks. I think he's there to ruin the message. Well, maybe. Well, sure. not just, he's, he's been around there for a while before I ever even showed up. He's just an idiot. Yeah, he, under, he undermines good recourse, and he's been doing it for a long time. Yeah, well, I mean, I can't change him. I, I, you know, I, I, I just ignore those kind of people. Not my point. My point is he's a troll. And he should be watched out for. Well, I mean, I, I okay, I got no problem with that. I told Mike, you know, I don't. I mentioned him to Mike. I didn't even tell Mike to block him. You know. Hey, Rod. Hey, there's Gary. For I have not the love of the truth. I shall send you strong delusion. If they'll believe a lie. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, I've, listen, I've, tr- I've been over backwards over the years trying to convince, uh, you know, like Tom Schramm. Uh, my, my old friend Tom Schramm, he can't see this either. He's off following Anna Von Wright's, for God's sakes. You know? God, and I got, well, Tom, why don't you go to the Secretary of State of Georgia and get a passport? Well, how about Anna? Because the Secretary of State of Georgia ain't never issued passports. I'll issue him one. <laughs> I got as much authority as the Secretary of State of Georgia. Yeah, it's nice to hear from that old man. Harvey, where in the heck have you been? Man, I've been deep at, uh, I've been at work. I've been okay. well, I figured doing that. a lot of stuff. Okay. And I just, a couple of days ago, I wrapped up a five-day fast. Oh, okay. And... Uh, boy, I, f- I really feel great. Good. Good. One well, of the we, miss you. Can, we miss yeah. you when you're not around, you know. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, I don't know whether you appreciate me. Uh, I mean, whether you miss me because of, you know, the horrible 
things I say or because of the decent things I say. Well, you're just an um, old friend. I mean, you know, you, you, we don't have too many folks in this life that you've known for 30 years, you know, that you're yeah. still good friends with. And uh, yeah. so I, I love the fact that you've finally come around and that you join us here and have for a while. And we love having you and hearing from you, you know. Yeah, and I like walking around with a passport card in my wallet. And uh, I, I do still have a Tennessee driver's license that expired uh, shortly after the Civil War. I think. Uh, it's been a while. It's been a, it's been a long time. Uh, let me see when that thing. Harvey, you know, if you don't have an active driver's license in Georgia, you may want to try this. Go to the driver's license division with your affidavit. And go get a, yeah. a, a Georgia state issued ID and give them the affidavit, and you'll be in the Georgia database with your affidavit too, and official ID on top of the passport. Hmm, that might be good. Let's see. This uh, this expired in 2012. Okay. So it's been a little while. Yeah, about ten years. Yeah. A decade or so. Yeah. <laughs> I think the restriction on that ID, if you've got a current driver's license in the state, they won't issue an ID. But if you don't have a driver's license, they'll issue you a state-issued ID, and they'll attach that affidavit to it if you take it in there when you apply for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I kind of like the uh, – That's a that is a good idea. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to mull that one over. Yeah. That uh, might be a good uh, strategy for putting the burden on them. We, you know, that they have that mm -hmm. attached. So, That's a good idea. Um, yeah. I'm well, sure it was a necessity for me when I did my passport. I didn't. I had a driver's license from Tennessee, but I knew that evidence re, uh, residency, and I didn't want to use it. So I brought a girl along with me because it says in the instructions, if you don't have a picture ID, you can bring somebody along that's known you for two years. It does. And the guy was being a real uh, a prick, and he said, well, I'm going to make you go get one. And so she's the one that suggested that, and that's how I found out about it. It was a wonderful suggestion. Four dollars. Four dollars is all it costs. Now, that was a few years ago. It may be more now, but uh, but it's funny, Harvey, because when I put the affidavit on, the gal's asking me the questions as she's scanning it in. And, you know, are you a citizen of the United States? No. Are you a resident? No. Where do you live? What's your address? This, that, and the other. Other question, other question. And she goes, well, okay, Mr. Sales, that'll be four dollars. You can get over there and stand over there and get your picture taken. And, buddy, you could have blown me over with a feather. That was a real seminal moment for me in this experience. And the, the thought that came to my mind was this. I'll be damned. John was right. It's all voluntary. Wow. Well, Good morning, Roger. Hey, who is this? Is it Laura? I'm sorry, gentlemen. I just wanted to... Uh no, no, though. This is Ellie. Oh, hey, um, Ellie. I just wanted to say good morning, and I loved... Hi, honey. I loved hearing you on uh, RBN again, and you know what? It's starting to sink in. 
You hear it enough. You hear it enough, all of a sudden you go, oh, that's what they're talking about. And it may have you totally clouded up. Yep. Yep. Well, listen, Harvey, right here, my dear friend Harvey, for 30 years, okay? I mean, I preached. He was around when I was just learning this stuff. He knew John and Glenn. He had a real good relationship with John because they talked about health stuff all the time, okay? And so all these years, and I was trying to tell him, and of course, now in Harvey's defense, he was taking care of his elderly mom before she passed away for a number of years and he didn't have the time to concentrate on it and and the focus and i understand all that but finally here a couple of years ago i got to sit down and explain it to him and the same thing ding 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 yep yep ding 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 so um <clears throat> what i have been for me and it's working i have been listening to the uh, archives, on you know, constantly listening, listening, and it's really sinking in. Good. Book is in the mail, should be at my house any day. I've made the connections. Things are starting to gel. Good. Good, That's Ellie. what it takes. Yeah. That's what, that's, yeah. that's, what it, that's what it took for me, Ellie, was I had to figure out how mm-hmm. this was going to affect all these other areas of my life. And... Mm-hmm you know, what was going to change. And someone earlier was asking yeah. about using diseases other than resident. And what I've said uh, is I live at this address. That's all. I live there. And mm-hmm. I don't know whether you mm-hmm. approve of that, Roger. Sure, it works. That, I yeah, like okay. dominion because God said dominion. Yeah. Domicile is a good one. Uh, and so instead of... That's a good, so instead of saying residents say, oh, I live at this address, or my domicile is here, yeah. or that's my cave, uh, or whatever. Yeah, okay. yeah. Now, here, here Ellie, this, right. if you go back well, in the original Black's Law Dictionary, the first one, if the uh, residents, okay. residents, not dent, but dense, and, and the definition is dense, yeah. where one receives benefits and discharges duties oh i did not oh praise god i did not know that so see what they're they're really asking you on the resident question is what system of law are you living under and see Uh uh, here 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 Uh maybe this will help you if you go you don't even have to go to a law dictionary you can go to webster's collegiate dictionary and look under resident and the first definition says, the act or fact of living or dwelling in a place for some time. Let's call that the geographical definition. Mm-hmm. And the second definition is exactly mm-hmm. the same thing. It says, the act or fact of living in a place or dwelling in a place for some time for the receipt of a benefit or the discharge of a duty. That's mm-hmm. the legal definition. And mm-hmm. what they're doing, this is that equivocation mm-hmm. thing again. They say, are you a resident? And you go, I live over there. And what it is is I live there under this law and duty. So there's the equivocation, and that's how they're mm-hmm. tricking you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, let me say one uh, quick thing. You better make um, it quick. Uh, you know, going back. Oh, well, you know what? I'm not going to hog the floor. Um, gentlemen, I shall hear you tomorrow on the okay. phone. Goodbye, well, guys. we'll be here, Ellie, but tomorrow's Brent, and I usually turn it over to Brent so we can all get that spiritual infusion from him. Thank you so for good not at, hogging you know. the phone. 
Like there's no other girls out here like us boys. Okay. Well, listen, My we're right at the end. The military end. tells me that uh, army has, um, just hear me out. I'll try to be sober. I don't think you can our be sober army, today. Our army, our army, it's a meme. Don't mute me. Um, it says our strength is inclusion and diversity. And this big Russian thing is looking down okay, at it okay. and it says on the end. All right, so Bob, please, man. Please, Bob, please. And they just end up beating this guy's ass. Come on, Bob. Dead gummit. Well, it ain't funny. Facebook. It ain't funny. This is a serious program, and I love you, but I don't appreciate you coming on here drunk and interrupting and, and distracting our program. I mean, I'm sorry. Okay. I, I love you, man. But I, if you want to listen, that's fine. Just sit in the background with the damn mute off. If you're going to be drunk, if you're drinking at this time of the morning and that drunk, you got a real big problem. Sarge kicked him, Roger. Okay. Thank you, Jim. Jeez. Hey, Roger. Yes. Uh, this is Dave. I'd just like to say to you know all the new people, um, you know, if you want to send a little money in. I give a little bit. Um, what I do is um, you send it to uh, if you, most of these mainstream banks, banks, a lot of the, a lot of the minor ones have, have uh, uh, Zella and yep. you send it to your Sanguis Gmail. Yep. yep. That address. Yep. Which That's, is, what is it, Roger? It's S-A-N-G-U-I-S. Well, yeah, yeah, I'd rather put that out on email, but that that's if you want to send it direct and not have fees taken out, send me an email and I'll send you the address. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate that. And uh, so let's see if I can get this whistler turned down a little bit. And I know Jim Ram's here because he's very active in cutting people off. <laughs> it's two, two times this week, Jim. <laughs> uh so uh, anyway, Jim Ram's next on his Thursday show, and we'll be back tomorrow with Mr. Brent Winters and uh, see what he's got to proffer for us this week. Good show today. Like all the new folks, Anna, Rick, Mark, good to see you, Jeff, all that stuff. And uh, we'll commence with this kind of activity and discussion next Monday. Uh, but tomorrow is reserved for Brent, and uh, we can... Not that we don't do that, but generally I want to see what he's got to say on Friday because he adjusts his schedule to be with us. So, uh, Jimbo, are you there, big boy? Uh, yeah, there you yes are. I okay. Somehow right. I'm muted. <laughs> All right. And uh, Thanks, we're about Roger. to get cut off. Hey, thank you, Harv. Good to see you back. And uh, we'll see what happens the rest of the day. And hope everybody has a good one. Uh, thank you for your questions. And I hope you got something out of our get-together here today. Thank you, Roger. All right. Thank you. Uh, well, and as soon as we get kicked off here, I'll let Jim go ahead and take it. And I'll be in just a few seconds. Uh, and a good productive show today, I thought. So thank everybody. Roger. Yes. I just wanted to say we got to remember Holly, who was on RBN. She's a lioness, too. Oh, she is. I wish she'd join us. She's wonderful. Uh, I know. I'd love to sit and have tea with her. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Just got knocked off. Thank you, Natasha. Uh, all right. We'll see you all tomorrow. I'm